Creating cut through in a contracting economy. Well, is it possible to grow your market share in an economy where the consumer seems to be contracting, the spend seems to be getting tighter? Well, we take a look at that today with looking at cut through campaigns and strategies with expert Cam Bailey, who's been leading the charge over a couple of years with our swimming pool and spa industry, now expanding what he's been doing with us into other industries and uh, looking like internationally as well. What is it? How does it work? How do we speak to the right audience and create engagement? All that and more coming up. Ready, set, splash. Making chlorinators is what we do at AIS. This laser focus has brought us recognition as a global leader, winning countless international and national awards. Our technology is operating in over 55 countries worldwide. Our claims are backed by university research and data. Our customer testimonials prove the value of our technology's benefits, ease of operation, reliability, and service. Find out how your customers can benefit from our 30 years of innovation and excellence at aiswater.com.au today. Marketing does indeed matter at all stages of the economic cycle, but particularly in a market that appears to be contracting or, or, or is contracting, getting a little bit tighter. Anyone can grow their revenue position when inflation is going up, prices are going up, and demand is high, which is what we saw over COVID. But as things begin to retract, this is the opportunity to really not just increase revenue, but to genuinely increase your share of market. Businesses did indeed grow their revenue over the last couple of years. And potentially while growing that business on a revenue side, lost market share. I don't want you to lose market share. I don't want you to go insolvent. That was our podcast last time. Find out why insolvency sucks and how to avoid it. But we want you to flourish and to grow and understanding your performance measures and metrics and how you will reach an, an audience that wants to hear from you to increase your level of engagement, i.e. sales matters. The last few weeks, we have been looking at a market that is potentially under some pressure, uh, consumer contraction, uh, interest rates going up, inflation's obviously been affecting our industry for some time. And we've been talking a little about how we should invest and look at maybe our marketing spend. Today, I want to introduce to you an expert in digital online marketing sphere. He works with many of the brands in our industry that you know, but you might not know him. Cam Bailey from Reachlease, welcome to the Splash Podcast today. G'day, how you doing? Thank you for taking some time. You do an awful lot for our industry and many other industries as well in the marketing front. Thanks for making some time. That's all right. No worries. Generally speaking, the economy appears to be going into at least a slowdown, if not a retraction or a contraction. The US and Europe have had higher highs and predicting some lower lows, therefore creating a, a bigger um, dynamic effect between the COVID boom to what's what's being faced now moving forward. We're expecting a softer landing here in Australia, um, but certainly a market that's contracting, right? Okay, so what we need to look at is we need to look at 
um, how do we how do we function in an environment where the bottom of the funnel is getting smaller? In other words, people are spending less money, but there is still the same amount of people that we need to reach and we need to we need to target. So I wonder if during this time when your competitors are maybe pulling back, if now would be a time to start spending some some money and resources on the top of the funnel. I do know that in times of contraction in a market, and this isn't just necessarily in um, in in your market, but in a time of contraction, that is actually your best opportunity to increase your market share. There, there is an opportunity, particularly at the top of the funnel, where you can start grabbing additional market share um, or eyeballs or ears or um, experiences, those sorts of things, those opportunities, are st- the, the market's still the same size at that top end of the funnel. And so you need to do things in response to the contraction. I'm not saying don't do anything at the bottom of the funnel, but there's probably more work and more opportunity at the top of the funnel because if you think about it this way, when the contraction stops, the bottom of the funnel stops and gets smaller, uh, gets larger again, if you've got more coming in from the top, it's, it means you're going to be set up for growth once the contraction ends. There is loads of data uh, that you can find simply by typing into a Google search, you know, best practice in contracting market, how to manage your marketing in a downturn. Best practice, I was reading a, a Harvard Review article on this very, very recently, and their best practice cam talks about a model that says if you if you are a new startup or you are trying to release a new brand or a new product to a market, then 20% of your projected revenue should be going towards the marketing of that brand as a startup. As an established brand, now you've got uh, customers, you've got some flow, you've got some recognition. The formula there is from a minimum 6% to 12% just to maintain a brand position in your market to retain and see single-digit percentage growth. Can you just walk us through? You've used the term funnel a a little bit. Exactly what you mean by top of the funnel and bottom of the funnel for those who might not understand that terminology. Yeah. Top of the funnel for me or top of the funnel activities are things where you're getting new people exposed to your brand. Middle of the funnel is where we start. We maybe don't hit them up with a sales message. We maybe show them some pictures of some product. We might show them some pictures of a aspirational setup, an aspirational pool. Um, and then as we move down the bottom of the funnel, things like sales advertising, uh, um, search advertising, direct uh, lead forms in Facebook, those sorts of things. And we change our language as we move through. Our language is very, very different at the bottom of the funnel than it is at the top of the funnel. At the bottom of the funnel, we're very much buy now, sell now, get a quote now, blah, 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 that sort of stuff. At the top of the funnel, it can be have a look at this great product. I've got some clients in this space and they, um, they, they're in pool building. Their top of the funnel activity is purely just putting photos out on the Google Display Network within their tight geographic confine um, to just let everyone know who they are. Because the reality is most of the work that they do goes on behind a fence. No one actually sees a completed pool unless for their family and friends, right? So this is a way of people being able to associate a the, the brand, which is on the sign out the front and out the, on the sign out the front of their, their offices with a completed product. And the only information on there is we click through, more information goes straight to their, their gallery page. It's then from that point onwards that we, they start coming down the funnel with us. They subscribe right. to Facebook channels, those sorts of things. And then 
at the last minute, we may do some search advertising that will actually force them through to a to a sales. Cam, that is a really good way to look at the funnel. We're looking for people who are going to start to recognize a brand. It starts at at least a recognition that begins to build credibility, that then begins to build trust towards engagement, which equals sales. And there's processes all along that, that your sales process should be matching your marketing and tie together. But in times that are tight, it is the opportunity to grow your market share. You know, I had a lot of people over the last couple of years during the COVID boom go, I've grown my business by X percent. Sure, the market grew by 2X what you just grew by. So essentially, you lost market share even though you were growing your business in that time. And it's a little bit of a false indicator of I've got more revenue But do we actually have more market share? Do we actually have more engaged clients? Just on that, and I've read a lot of marketing and I work with a lot of brand marketers. I don't work as often with performance marketing and I I differentiate the two between a brand marketer is considers things like reach, considers things like brand awareness. And one of the best brand marketers I work with, she always talks about front of mind awareness and recall awareness. People are much, it's much easier to sell to someone at the bottom of the funnel if they have awareness of your brand already. You've worked with a lot of our industry over time. You have genuinely really revolutionized the way that the Splash audience can connect with Splash advertisers. And audience versus engagement, which one's more important? How do you build yeah. both? So you can you can target, you can have your, your video YouTube pre-roll ad for one cent per view. Now, the thing about that, though, is if the person viewing that ad isn't one of the one in five Australians that are owning a pool or are looking to own a pool, it's no point showing them that ad. You, you, might as well, you might as well be showing it to the cat or the dog next door because it really doesn't matter. And the fact that it's one cent per view actually doesn't mean anything. And no. back in the dot-com era, that's what they were doing, right, is, is that it didn't matter how much it cost to show it to whoever, they didn't consider their audience. So the, ta- the, the, the absolute magic in all of this is making sure that you target that one in five of Australians um, who, one, one in five Australians who are looking to purchase or have purchased a pool and target them with your ad. So where the magic happens is that one cent per view, but to the 20% of Australians that you're wanting to target, that's when the magic happens because you're not wasting any of that one cent. So we want to be really targeted with our audience. And that's really what what your specialty has been over the years in working with our industry. A lot of names in our industry that you work with, in fact, it's in the dozens of industry brand names that my listeners would know who you work with to create that brand awareness top of funnel. But what about the engagement side? How do you build an audience that's that's going to be engaged and want to respond to, to those ads? Yeah, yeah. I think that's really important. I, I work with, um, outside of this industry, I work with some of the largest brands in Australia. And in actual fact, with some of those brands, I'm not in a performance mode at, at all. In fact, engagement is almost one of the last metrics we look at. What we're looking at is we're looking at reach and the size of the audience. Because once we've identified the audience, we can then hit them up with ads and creative that is, that is going to, going to attract. In actual fact, this is where I, I think a lot of brands do themselves a disservice is that they spend a lot of money on on the actual advertising. They spend a lot of money on the, you know, paying consultants to create ads and all of those sorts of things, but they don't spend a lot of time thinking about what the ads are about. I work in a lot of display advertising and there is a lot of evidence to show that, and in fact, I work with the industry um, on this and, and some of your publications to actually not target people with sales messaging, but rather informational messaging. 
Luidra is proud to bring you MagnaPool, the world's best and only true mineral pool system, providing the very best in water comfort and clarity. MagnaPool is also beneficial to the environment thanks to its unique no-salt formula. Partnered with the all-new Hydroxinator IQ, showcasing innovative features giving you control over scheduling, pump speed, boost and low mode, heaters, lights, pH and chlorine. All this via Wi-Fi connectivity from your smartphone. Smart sensors and ultra-long life cell ensures MagnaPool owners save time, save energy and save money. Find out more by going to magnapool.com today. So if we think about pool and spa, pool and spa has a lot of helpful messages. Helpful Let me just pause on that for a sec, just for our audience there. Our pool and spa brand that Cam's referring to is an industry-owned brand by the Swimming Pool and Spa Association, Sparza aimed at reaching consumers. It is full consumer brand. Uh, that brand was released. Just to give you a quick overview audience on that, that yeah. brand was uh, released in a integrated format to create a true consumer brand in January of last year. There are now over 170,000 consumers that have engaged with that brand that Cam, with what he works through on the Pool and Spa brand, is able to communicate and message your brand to that audience. So it's not small Friday, something significant, and Cam's work has actually helped us build that audience. We've gone from launch to um, to, to a fairly significant website on the Australian scene, and the, the way we've done that is to provide helpful information. So we've, we know that someone who has a pool and in the middle of um, a, a dust storm and we, this is one of the ones we did do, we have information on the website already that's about how to um, clear up a pool from a, from a dust storm. So rather than running an ad that says buy um, a particular product, but we put ads up that tell people how to clean up a pool. In, in the coming out of um, summer summer season, we put up ads telling people how to clean a green, how to stop a pool going green. It can be a fun brand. In fact, we've just launched a brand with Bunnings and uh, it was yeah. a brand new brand. And it was the, the brand there was all about fun and colour and, and excitement and all of those sorts of things where the competitive products, that's not the way they were sold. Yeah. And so... Sometimes it's about sometimes it's about that. It's about finding a point of difference and something that will attract the eye. The other thing I'll say about display advertising that's worth just noting, because I do think one of the big mistakes most companies make is they 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 assign a budget, they assign a they sign an ad, and then they go, Well, since I'm spending this amount of money, I can't not mention my new product. And so we just show a photo of the new product and we say, you know, the RBT two thousand um best in class. Whereas in actual fact, what people who are looking to buy the RB2 2000 is they, they want to know what it's going to do for them. You know, show us a cleaner pool. What's the result? What's the result? Yeah. And somehow work out a way to show that, you know. Yeah. Sometimes asking a question in an ad is actually more um, engaging than making a statement because the reality is whether you sell the RBT 2000, your competitor who sells the XYZ 400, you both make the same claim. Yeah. And so we all kind of we all kind of see that. So what can be really good is that yep. how did I clean my pool this week? I use the RBT two thousand. Targeting the right audience and creating ad work and processes that create engagement. One of the things yeah. you mentioned before I found really compelling as well that is you walk through the funnel. And the advertisers that you work with in our industry, and let's just talk about from Splash from a B2B at the moment. We're on the Splash yep. podcast really look at across a couple of things, which is print, which is not what you do, um, right. but you're on the other side. And the print matters for a bunch of reasons I won't go into today and why that works and the data that shows. But on the flip side is this digital, a targeted audience of users that come through the Splash website, uh, splash.online. 
and they come through the website and then we're able to communicate and target them with specific messages and ads on behalf of the advertisers. And so we've got this print position, we've got this digital position. But the other thing that you mentioned within that funnel from marketing also that matches up with sales is building credibility and trust through content. And so that gets published and then all along with connecting that to the right audience, right, Cam? Yeah, that's right. And I think that you can't have one without the other. There's two, as a, as a, as a human in today's society, you get bombarded with too many sales messages. The interesting thing with the, um, uh, with the, with the pool and spa brand and, and the re, the, the launch that we did over there is, is that some of the question, when we did just, you know, advertising, come and have a look. And once again, not a copywriter. This isn't what was actually in the ads. But when we did ads that just simply said, come to the pool and spa brand, Great looking website, aren't we wonderful? That type of sales ad where we, where we would, we would be natural. That would be the natural connection, right? It's a very linear connection. We want more people coming to the pool and spa website. Therefore, what we will do is we'll say that we've got the best website in the, in the, in the land. People are skept natural. Australians are naturally skeptical of that. You switch that up and you go, here's, here's some information about a green pool. And everyone who's ever had a green pool is suddenly interested in that ad. Two things it does is one, it answers a question they've already got, but it builds trust in them that you're a trusted source of information. Very good. You've given them information before they needed it or after they needed it or as they needed it. And they know that in future they can do the same thing. So when it comes time to buy a, a pump or a, a chlorinator or whatever it might be that you're wanting to sell, if you're the place that's given them advice, Think about your own buyer journey. I think one of the big mistakes a lot of people make, and I know I've just rolled two thought processes into one, is, is that they somehow think their customers act differently to them. And right. you think about it. Which coffee shop do you go to? You don't go to, you go to the coffee shop that has the best coffee, but if the coffee is relatively sim similar between the two of them, You'll go to the one that has the nicest person, the person who's maybe told you something about the the, the beans that they they, they yeah. roast, or you'll go to the one that's got the better the better vibe, the better right. the better the better environment. Yeah, and, and I mean that's coffee. But when it comes to things that you're buying, you buy the products that you trust. So one of the first ways that you can do that is by answering a question for your audience and running ads against that. Now, interestingly, with all of the products that um, runs through Pull and Spa and 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 Splash. There's usually no cap on the amount of ads that you can run. So if you wanted to come up with 15 ads, go for your life. Yeah. And I'm I'm a big believer. We've got a very big, the top of the funnel is very, very large. If we're talking about one in five houses um, having a pool or looking to aspirationally have a pool, it's a very, very large um, funnel. The reason I want to buy a pool may be very, very different to the reason my mum wants to buy a pool. My mum wants it for um, exercise. I want it to get my kids out and play. So I'm going to need different bait to catch my sale or to catch my eye than my mum would need where she's going to want, you know, di diff different things, different, yeah. different people. We're actually in a couple of weeks going to try and get um, Dana Bagore Latchford, who looks after the consumer brand called Pool and Spa, on to the Splash podcast, just to give some more information around that, that consumer side of marketing. Obviously, marketing becomes an important part of any budget strategy towards growth. What would you be recommending would have to be in that for a pool and spa B2B? They, they've got a product, they want to have it distributed. Yeah. And and look, if, yeah, the first thing I would say is, is that you need to make sure you're targeting the right audience. 
it doesn't matter how good your product is. It doesn't matter how, um, how you know, so product and price, it doesn't matter how keen your pricing is. If you're not showing this to the right people, you're not going to get, you're not going to get the right result. Or you're going to have to show it to a large range of people, so many people that you're going to hope that you're going to hit that one person that, that's in that sort of market. And that's not cost effective at all. It's not cost effective at all. No. And, yeah. and while this advertising medium is cheap, it becomes even cheaper if you can target and narrow down your audience. I've got a product. I work with um, the Peak Body for uh, hairdressing salons. So salon owners. Right. So if you are a manufacturer of those things that ladies put on their heads that do the perm thing, and I do say there's blokes that can do that as well, but the perm mm-hmm. thing that goes on your head, that sort of classic thing, I don't imagine there's many people who need to buy one of them every year. So when it comes time to, if you're the person whose job it is to sell those, you need to make sure you're targeting the only, only targeting people who are buying those products. So when I work with the, the Peak Body for hairdressing, it's an absolute no-brainer to, for the person who sells those head-on things that go on your head to go where the audience that buys their product is. So it's re- so while they could spend tens of thousands of dollars targeting everyone who's ever been interested in a hair salon, the reality is the only people who make a decision on that are the hair salon owners. So if you can target just the hair salon owners, that's where that's that's where that, that's where the magic happens. And so there is a te- an advertising technique called audience extensions. Now, audience extensions are available to you as the industry through both the pool and spa and the splash website. And the splash website is the only place that you can build an you can target an audience of industry professionals with your product. Now I know we're moving into a sales process here and and it sounds like I'm trying to sell something and that's kind of what it is. I'm absolutely convinced if you've got a new product and you need your you need your industry to see your product, you've got one of two options. You can advertise it broadly and hope that someone from our industry um, sees it or you target using audience extensions and in the trade publication and 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 do it there. When you're making spending your, your marketing dollars, find the most efficient and efficient speaks to size, but it also speaks to cost. And I think audience extensions, which is available to you um, through the through both of those um, publishing brands, I think is the most efficient way to target your audience um, available. And it's the reason that that my business, Reachlease, exists, is to deliver audience extensions to advertisers and connect advertisers with publishers so that that that, that connection happens automatically. I have watched with interest and some amazement at, at the results that we see. You do report on these things monthly. There is full visibility, which gives control and accountability to everyone involved. Cam, if people are interested to send you an email and ask any questions, are you okay with that? Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly. How should they do that? So my email address is Cameron at reach.lease, Cameron at reach.lease. And give me a few days. I do tend to, email does tend to build up a little bit. Give me a few days and uh, more than happy to answer any questions you may have. Cam genuinely is the leading expert in Australia in this very specific particular audience extension type of marketing that we're discussing today. Uh, It is something that our industry advertisers um, within pool and spa sphere for Splash have driven and and led. We've been the tip of the spear on this and many other industries are beginning to follow uh, and internationally. Cam really is a, is a frontline expert on this and I uh, would encourage you if you've got questions, reach out, ask me, reach out to Cam and um, we're, we're all here to help. 
in a market that is contracting, not to contract back on the marketing, but to keep your brand profile large, to keep your people out there connected, uh, and to keep that trust, credibility, and engagement, i.e. sales profitability long-term, relation-driving transactions going Cam Bailey, thank you very much for your expertise uh, and your time in sharing with us today. My pleasure. Summer is now here, and our friends at Pentair, one of Australia's largest pool equipment suppliers and manufacturers, are ready to help pool owners around the nation get their pools ready for everyone to enjoy. Family and friends can swim their way through summer and enjoy everything the backyard swimming pool has to offer. Who needs to go away on an expensive holiday to enjoy time with friends and family? Time at home, making great memories in your own backyard swimming pool means no driving, no packing, and no stress. It's the best staycation around. Choose only the best. A pool powered by Pentair. I want to thank Cam Bailey for the work he's been doing with our industry. Uh, I would encourage you to reach out to me, David at Sparza.com.au, or to Cam Bailey as well with the address that he gave out before. Uh, thank you, Cam, for all your work there. Now, there is a new issue of Splash Magazine out. If you don't have that, go to splashmagazine.com.au. There is a brand new website coming out very soon. We'll be announcing that before you know it. There is also uh, the National Awards of Excellence coming up. Uh, the regionals have finished. I'm looking forward to seeing you in Sydney at the Wentworth Sofitel on September 2nd. It is going to be a massive event. I have the pleasure of uh, hosting and seeing that. I would love to welcome you into that event. Uh, so make sure you go to sparsawards.com.au. And until next time, ready, set, splash. Splash.